You're listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 318. Killer Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who used my ass like it was a set of bongo drums, John Brownstone. Damn straight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. There was definite bongoing going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. More like a a drum kit, though, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The paddle was your drumstick. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to work on your rhythm. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know what I realized? Um, do have a matching paddle and, you know, one for each hand. And then I can really get. I'm, I'm good if we, we don't. Not not at that pace you were <laughs> and that timing. Um, if we get a metronome and you go a little slower, um, maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, you know, I've got to keep up with the beat of the music on the playlist. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know that you have to, but, you know, we can find half do. beats. I remember a little bit from <laughs> being a band geek back in the day. Maybe, maybe we can find a compromise here. Look at those beautiful marks that it left. And you? I'm sitting on this red ass now. The, the bongo <laughs> drums are, are feeling the pressure. Is what okay. I'm uh, but we're going to, like, stop talking about that. All right. <laughs> This week, we're, what we're actually talking about is a term that has a lot of different meanings, it seems, and one we've used a few times over the years, and that is service top. What do we think it means? What do others say it means? How do we feel about it? All those kinds of things. Welcome to the Living BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Living BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS in the number one, so that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. And again, the show notes are found at LovingBDSM.net. A big thanks, as always, to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We can do this thing that we do on the interwebs, Mm -hmm. uh, thanks in large part to our kinky patrons. Um, We are grateful for each and every one of you. If you'd like to join our kinky community, get access to extra content in a Discord server, uh, and help us keep being these weirdos on the internet, (laughs) you can do that. Just join us at patreon.com slash Lords. That's patreon.com slash Lords, or use a link in the show notes. Okay, Um, I am having one of those moments where I did not like make a note of, do we have announcements? Because when I made these, I did not think we have announcements. And now I'm doubting myself and going, have I forgotten something? The answer is probably. Okay, Uh, all right. So uh, it feels weird not to have announcements, but I can't think of anything like major and special that needs to be said this week. That hasn't been said a million times. The kinkery.com exists. Right. We're also on Etsy. I was, was going to say, Ta-da. how could you forget about the kinkery? I never forget about the kinkery. Okay. I My mean, whole really. life is the kinkery. Me too. Right. The kinkery.com. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to get into this discussion on service tops. Um, let me give all the caveats and disclaimers and all that that I like to do when we start talking about terms. Because we all know that people have strong feelings about the terms that they both like and both dislike. So how we talk about this uh, term service top uh, may not be the way you define it for yourself, may not be the way you feel about it for yourself, that both both sides of this are valid. So you can agree or disagree with us. You can define it the way you need to, you can reject it, you can accept it, whatever, whatever. Whatever we say about it is our personal opinion and does not have any reflection on your personal opinion. 
Hey, okay. So okay. <laughs> I just like to say that. And before we dive in, well, we start that, about terms. that hum you're going to hear is the fan to help keep us a little bit cool in here. Yeah, it's still Florida in summer. Yep. So on service tops, this was not a new phrase for either of us. Correct. It's a term we've used a few times here and mm-hmm. there throughout mm-hmm. different episodes. But I always like to check myself because I know I'll use a term away and go, but is that how other people are using it? Yeah. And I found almost as many definitions on the internet as there are entries and articles about service tops. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I have compiled a few ah. and then we could talk about how we see it. And then we could just talk about the concept and go from there. Okay. So, all right. Um, I will be linking all of these um, definitions uh, in our show notes page on Friday for podcast listeners, for YouTube watchers. I linked to um, one of Evie's videos from a few years ago where she discusses the concept of service top. If you want to dive in deep. So the definitions I found, on different other sites. Uh, There was an article written by and with Kingsters on Your Tango, which sort of surprised me, where they say that a service top is someone who takes the active role in a power exchange and at the same time is told what to do from the passive participant, the bottom. Uh, Kinkley's definition was much more nuanced than all the other ones I found. Uh, They start with a service top is a BDSM term used to refer to a submissive who enjoys topping in accordance with their uh, partner's desires. This person is the active person who's applying activities and techniques to a partner, but rather than dominating that partner, they're acting out that partner's wishes. That is how I tend to think of the term. The, um, another part of their definition is that Kinkley says most professional dominants are considered service tops when they engage Mm. in pay for play scenes. Um, but non-professional dominants may also engage in service topping for both the bottoms enjoyment and their own, um, service topping may also be done as a part of uh, submissives training by a dominant. Uh, then on auto straddle, there was a cool article about all kinds of different terms. And what they said was a service top is a top who acts according to what pleases their bottom, which pleases them. A quote was, I like giving my partner exactly what she wants, even though I'm the one technically calling the shots or a soft butch lesbian service top. Uh, I'm not an aggressive top or Dom wrote another service top, but rather my topping comes from a place of care. Another defined it as a submissive service role in a position of giving sexual acts. And then Kink Weekly did an article on it and said a person who tops another individual whom they do not have a power exchange with in a scene. Mm. As you can tell, there are a lot of different ways to define the term service top and to think of the term. In all of that reading, a thing that did not surprise me, but that I personally have not come across just Mm because I don't swim in those circles, was that there are absolutely people on the internet and in the BDSM community who will use service top as a pejorative, much like they will use the expression um, topping from the bottom in a negative way connotation right exactly and of course any term we use in the community can absolutely be used against us in the community because there will be somebody always who's decided what their definition of bdsm Mm. is and anything outside of that is air quote wrong we here all know that is not how this works um but i didn't didn't really spend time personally focusing on the negative connotations because that's not how i've ever thought about it or had it presented to me. So Correct. we're probably not going to talk about that. We're going to ignore those fuckers and be like, yeah, yeah, let's just define this for the way that works for us. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, as somebody who is definitely a dominant and sometimes a top without being a dominant, uh, what do you think of the term service top? How do you define um, it? How do you see it? How do you feel about for, it? For, for me, I have heard it used in um, the connotation of um, someone being in a DS relationship mm-hmm. and the D type asking the S type mm-hmm. to do something for them to them right that would seem as somebody in a topping right we've had this conversation before where you know you're clearly the dominant I'm the submissive but you might want to experience a sensation of being hit with a paddle you don't right. <laughs> you actively hate mm-hmm. pain but my job, if I did that for you, would be as a service top where, yes, I am topping in this right. situation, but our roles and, in the relationship have not Yeah, and, and, and there there comes the, the kind of connotation that I have heard it in because it is not coming from a place of um, the S-type being a switch, right? but more so doing it as an act of service. Right, because the topping is an activity, not necessarily, not necessarily mm-hmm. a mindset or a role. Right, it's a activity-based mm-hmm. kind of designation in that and, moment, and and that is kind of the um, circle I have heard that you term used in. It's funny how terms kind of come at you. We had this conversation very early on in our relationship when mm-hmm. I was still a very new submissive, not as confident as I am now. Um, And you and I had a conversation about you wanting to be on the receiving end of a sensation. Right. And my brain rebelled and went, no, I I cannot be the one to provide that. And at the time, I had not heard of Service Top. And then ages later when I did, I went, oh, yeah, I still can. I'm not the one who's going to provide that sensation. But exactly. Because at that that time, I even tried to spin that around on you You and say, you know, you as a service submissive would you do this as being in service to me? Right, which we know because what I discovered <laughs> is that answer, was a boundary of I don't want to be the one to do that thing. And your answer still a resounding no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but I remember struggling in that early conversation, partly because I didn't understand in that situation that I was bumping up against a boundary of I don't want to be the mm. one to provide that sensation. Right. Because part of the struggle was that, and part of the struggle was, wait, I don't feel very submissive if I'm the one doing this. And it was in that conversation where I came to the realization of, wait, if you ask me to do it and I'm only doing it because you want me to, one, it does not in any way take away from my submission, and two, it is an act of service at that point. Correct. Um, I think one of the definitions to me is um, kind of my clearest um, way of thinking about um, service tops and it's a service top is a top who acts according to what pleases their bottom it's and I can I, we weren't we're not intending to talk about the way people treat this negatively but I absolutely sadly and I disagree completely can see why people would would make that a negative connotation mm-hmm. because what do you mean you only do at the bottom once but also hello yeah, both partners should be engaged in things that they know the other person on some level probably wants. But that definition of doing the thing as a top that you know pleases the bottom takes me back to that um, be, that Reddit one. I can't remember if, or a question. It was one of the two. It was a recent episode 
where somebody was like, they were upset because I know my partner's only doing this to me because they like it. And it's like, but that's not a negative to mm-hmm. only do something for a partner because it pleases you to please them. I mean, that is sometimes how most of us get the things we need. Right. I promise you there are activities I'm not doing because I'm hyped to fucking do them. <laughs> I'm doing them mm-hmm. because the mm-hmm. thing that hypes me up is making you happy. Right. Again, as long as it does not come up against a boundary, which as we just yeah. said, we have, we have touched on. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find it um, hilarious that there are so many different ways that people define it. I mean, even that last one, it's a person who tops another individual whom they do not have a power exchange with in a scene. I mean, yes, but also no, a top, any kind of top can be that person. It also makes it sound like you can't possibly be in a power exchange and one of you become act as a service mm-hmm. top for a while. And yeah. that I, I'm like, no, that's very limiting. Anybody can be a service top. Sure. In almost any situation, as long as the activity and the needs and the willingness to do something all align in the way you want them to. Mm-hmm. Um, I have only sort of on the periphery in a very like not easy to explain way explain for myself because i can't like you ever know that you know what something means but you don't know how to put it into words that we're we're there Mm. um of being a service top but not being a submissive who's just topping not being you know somebody who's picking up casual play and just like hey i'm the top what do you want Mm -hmm. that's what we'll do But there's, I have kind of like on my periphery somewhere, this idea of that being a type of power exchange and it not being a caregiver dom, but somewhere in the spectrum of that without it being a dominant. Does any of that like click with you? Like to be a service top and be the top in a relationship to be in charge this idea that you're doming or topping as an act of service, mm-hmm. but you are still in charge. One of the definitions that, that I rejected from this list of examples of how others define it was that they absolutely equated service top with daddy dom. And my mind immediately rejected that because it was like, no, 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 no. To be a, a daddy dom, a mommy dom, a caregiver of it is right. a lot more nuanced than you just provide service because nurturing and caregiving can absolutely be service or look like service, but Mm -hmm. it can also be the, sometimes I have to make you mad and say no to you to take care of you because it's that. But can you imagine a form of dominance where service is is the main crux of it? You're still in charge, but it's, does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yes, yes, and and it's, I'm at the point where I'm I'm trying to put it into words, but um, I I can't. I I guess in a way it would be like, um, say you have um, an S type who is going to college. I'm going to use that as an example, and they're struggling with a course, and they ask you to um, kind of oversee them to put rules in place and have protocols in place them to work through that class yeah right is that yeah why can't i define this in words 
Like I, here's the sad part. However many of y'all that are out there that can see us or hear the sound of our voice, we're looking at one another, making eye contact, going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean." And y'all might be like, "I don't know what the fuck these people." Right, right. (laughs) I, you know, a lot of the ways we define service top is situational. Of, Mm -hmm. I think because you can be a service top regardless of the personal role you might have in power exchange, right? Like you're absolutely a. You are a dominant, and for the person yeah. who needs you, you can be a service top. I'm definitely submissive, and if you ask me to be the one to provide the sensation or top you in the moment, mm-hmm. in that moment, it, I would be a service top. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just had this vision of like a, a ad running through my head at this point. And the Don is like, service top services available. Need problem with the help helping eating, drinking water, going to the gym. Be careful. I have many, 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 many times threatened slash uh, promised to hire you out. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> and as people in the live chat have pointed out, there are a lot of different um, roles where you could be a, a service top. Yeah. Um, Rara points out that demo tops are service tops. You know, sure. they're doing a demo mm-hmm. as the top, showing how something works. Yeah. Um, Tashu points out that a friend of his is a service rope top. He provides the experience for the person because he can tie the rope and they get to be mm-hmm. on the receiving mm-hmm. end. But there's not. It's it's a little bit transactional. Like they're well, willing to do it because they're uh, a nice person. And it's within their boundaries, you know, uh, but it's uh, not emotional in a. I mean, again, in maybe it's a little convoluted. I don't know, but. Um, years ago when I used to attend the rope workshop, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you didn't have a partner uh, when you went there, um, you would either practice some self-ties or you could be paired up with somebody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did a fair amount of the tying, but one of the things that the um, instructor of the workshop insisted was that it at certain points it gets swapped. Right. Okay where the rope top then becomes the bottom to give the other person the experience of handling the rope and tying it and such. So that, you know, it's a full circle. Sure. So you understand both sides of it as you're learning. So for you in that moment, when you are tying because it's part of a class thing and you're just doing some group work and it's Mm -hmm. not a partner it's not a full negotiated scene as like i'm i'm doing this because you're on the receiving end i'm on the the topping end do you still get the same amount of pleasure or any amount of pleasure i should say as you normally do when you're like scening and you're tying or is it very sort of there's a word um, not methodical. <laughs> Words are hard today. Um, but mechanical. Mechanical? Yeah, mechanical. Um, I knew it started with an M. I, I, I can say this for that experience for me, and I'm only speaking for myself of course, at this point. Of course, of course. Um, as much as I love tying rope, it was through that that I also enjoy the feel of rope on me. Okay, so having somebody else do the tying and you mm-hmm. uh, effectively for a moment were the bottom yeah you got to learn a new sensation okay so but you performing as a service top you are not a rigger in this scene you are not my dominant you're not anybody's dominant you are literally on a near stranger going here's how you do a box tie mm-hmm. let me tie a little bow for you and it's not got the same 
connotations as negotiated scenes, planned scenes, blah, 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 connection with the other person. Do you still get pleasure out of it or is it just a mechanical thing of let me, you know? No, I, for, for me, I still got pleasure out okay, of it. Okay. I don't, according to looking at some of the live chat commentary, mm-hmm. that's not always the case. And I think yeah. it, it's valid either way is what I'm trying to say. Words are hard. Words are hard. <laughs> it's partially my fault, but I'm okay with that. It is, it is completely your fault. We'll <laughs> talk about that later. So I think you and I are both in absolute and total agreement that a submissive who provides a topping experience for their dominant, one still submissive, two, call yourself a service top. It's a form of service. Mm -hmm. The topping is the activity. It's not necessarily, in that case, a mindset. You're not shifting your power exchange. You're not not being submissive. You're actually being submissive by agreeing to do a thing because your partner wants you to do it. It's a little bit of a mind fuck, but it can be super helpful. Um, but if you feel resistance to that suggestion, do some like internal like work to make sure, is it a boundary of, I just don't wanna be the one to provide this, please don't make me do that, no thank you. Or is it, uh-oh, am I really a submissive if I hit my dominant partner with a paddle? Yes, because if you're mm-hmm. only doing it because your partner's like, I want you to be the one to do this and you then consent to it, it's a very submissive act. It's, it's getting, wrapping your mind around the difference between dom sub versus in this situation, top bottom. Then of course, there are people who top in scenes where the bottom completely directs that scene. Mm -hmm. That would be a service top. They're doing it because this is exactly what the bottom wants and they'll be the ones to do it. Again, regardless of what their role is in uh, relationships with other people, including that person. I wonder if you can be a service top as a full, I'm sure you can. I just, like my mind says, I think it's possible, but I don't know how it would work. I'd be curious to, to know. Can you be a full service top in a power exchange? You're not dom, you're not sub. Mm-hmm. It's, is it an act of service, but you are the one that is in charge on some level to the degree that the bottom, or if the other person considers themselves a submissive, wants you to be, is that... I know it, part of me says, the question is, is that a a, a, de- a power exchange role that a person can have? And of course it can be, I'm sure it can mm-hmm. be because if a person can imagine it, then it can be done. I would be very curious to know what that looks like and how that works and what the negotiations are like and what that feels like for a person. Cause I know when, again, that's gonna be unique to each individual. Cause when you talk about what dominance feels like to you, another dominant might feel something completely right. different. It, it's not a cookie cutter thing. It's gonna be right. something different for everyone. But I would I would sort of love to, to learn from somebody who goes, yeah, I'm a service top. This is what that means to me. So mm-hmm. feel free to, to email us, use yeah. our contact page. I'd love to know. Mm-hmm. Um, because because I, I would imagine if, if someone in that context is a service submiss, service submissive, mm-hmm. does that tick that box of providing service? And also, you, can, you, you, can you be, I understand service submission from the submissive side. I'm mm-hmm. serving and I'm following your lead. Right. Can you... I know you can, I know that you can, but I just wanna understand the how of dominating, not just topping, dominating from a place of service. 
that mm. you, we would not necessarily call caregiver. Yeah. Because caregiving and nurturing is a sort of service. It's in service of the other person because a caregiver is going to make sure on whatever level is consented to by everybody involved mm -hmm. that the needs of the the submissive partner are being met even when sometimes that means they have to hear the word no or your go your ass to bed yeah that's that is done taking care of somebody else is a service to that person sure but can you be in the relationship, not in the activity, not in the scene, in the relationship, a pure service top and be the one navigating that ship? Again, I'm sure it can be done. Yeah. My brain is just needs to see, know how other people do it. So then that begs the question, if that's the case in a, re in a relationship, where does that draw the line of someone in a relationship being a service top to then being a switch? And I can't answer that because I have no. Yeah. A switch, yes, if there are times you don't want to service top and you would like to please bottom and receive and however you would define that. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. And I absolutely think that a person who is sometimes a service top and sometimes not a service top because they want a bottom. Sure, sure, sure. If, if the right word for them is switched, then mm -hmm. what I mean is like you can bottom and we've had this conversation. I don't know if we've yeah. had it publicly. Uh, unless something's changed, I think the last time you and I talked about it, you could not see yourself submitting. Bottoming, yes. Submitting, mm -hmm. not so, not necessarily. Correct. Right, okay. Correct. So you are dominant as far as we know, mm -hmm. through and fucking through. You're going to be in charge of our relationship. You're going to, to the extent that we both want you to. Yeah. You're going to lead. You're going to navigate. You're going to blah, 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 blah. Some of the things you're going to do are going to be for your pleasure. Some of the things you do are going to be for my pleasure, my benefit, whatever. Um, sometimes you'll do a thing that is purely for my pleasure. And you're like, eh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm neutral on this. At that moment, sure, you can call yourself a service top, but you're yeah. still a dominant through and through. What I'm curious about is can a power, how, what would a power exchange look like mm. if the way the dominant sees themselves, they do not, they would not necessarily call themselves a dominant. They would definitely call themselves a top and their whole purpose is service. They're not really submissive just because you're serving does right. not mean you're necessarily submissive. I think that's the thing I'm trying, I'm trying to glean out what, what that could look like for your need for some level of control or topping or to be the one providing, but it to be completely service focused. And the reason I keep coming back to this is all the conversations we've had on leadership over the years, where we talk about being a servant leader, where you're, yes, there are things you personally want and you want to um, have happen and benefit from and like, mm -hmm. yes, but also your ever most of your actions, most of your decisions are in service to the relationship itself or to me as a partner you care about, which is reciprocated because the things I do are in service to our relationship or to you as somebody I care about. Mm -hmm. I have no doubt that a person can have a relationship like that and reject the term dominant and go, I'm actually just a top. I just wanna yeah. know what that would look like. 
Hmm. Because I don't think it has to be. I, I understand the concept of service top in a scene. That makes total sense yeah. to me. I understand it outside of a scene. I'm going to do this activity for you because you enjoy it and you want to know how it feels. And I have the skills to be the one to top. I understand it from a submissive perspective, providing a sensation for their dominant that requires the dominant to be on the receiving end to bottom for that sensation or that experience and they need a top and the person they trust is their submissive their yeah. submissive is not a dominant their submissive is a service top like i get all of those but it's the service part because there are absolutely people out there who are completely service oriented service minded right. they want to take care of the people around them they want to fulfill their their partner's needs hopefully without ignoring their own needs and I guess because I see all of these definitions that are about activities and not about the relationship, mm -hmm. I wanna, like, my mind wants to believe absolutely in a relationship you can be a pure service top and nothing else. Not nothing else because we all contain multitudes, but you know sure, what I mean. Like sure, that's, sure, sure. Like you're a daddy dom in our relationship. Somebody else is like, I'm a service top and that's what I do in this relationship. That's who I am. That's how mm -hmm. I function in it then I want to know what that looks like inside a relationship. I think I can imagine what it looks like, but then there's nuances and there's subtleties and there's multitudes. Yeah. And that's what I'm fascinated by. Mm -hmm. um, definitely the, the idea of a service top is a valid thing. Yeah. It should not be used against somebody as some sort of insult. Like what kind of insult no. is that? Oh, you care about your partner's needs? Ew, like what? Well, <laughs> I've never understood why we would take something like that and make it an insult. I, I think... Are we, in, are we in elementary school and on the playground here? Well, <laughs> you know, I, I hate to say it, you know, kink or non-kink, I think people are going to people. And I think part of that goes back to there was a time if you were a switch and you lived in city X and you were known as a dominant or a top mm -hmm. in city X, sure. you would not switch where you in, live. In, in where you live. People would have to travel to city Y mm -hmm. to fulfill I know, the that's bottom. Just a Be, because, sad of, thing about because of people. the stigmatism and shame of being known as a top and then switching. And that doesn't make any sense because what that means is you've just said, oh, only the doms and tops are the air quote good ones. And if you switch by mm -hmm. bottoming or being a submissive, you've literally just said that everybody who bottoms in submissives is somehow less than. Right. And I know that that attitude exists out there, but not in this fucking mm -hmm. space, not here. Okay, not in this circle no. of trust, okay? No. <laughs> and I just, and my mind is blown by that, that people yeah. would, in all seriousness, and mm -hmm. with zero insight to what that, what they're saying on a, a bigger I level. Know. I know, Is. And, and I, you know, what? that that was a time and, I, I do want to say, and I believe that that has been changing. I think so, yeah and, yeah. and it is not as prevalent as it used to be. Sure. But there was a time that that was a thing. Oh, sure, sure. And I, I a, a lot of the bad habits and the ways of thinking about other people and the 
the one true wayism did not start with the advent of the fucking internet, y'all. Yeah. Communities have been gatekeeping community, their own communities since communities right. began. People want to, a human, some part of, not the best part of our human nature, but some part of human mm-hmm. nature is I want to know who is in my group and I want to keep out anybody I consider other. And, you know, people also bring all of their own toxicity to everything they come and do. And so here we go. Um, and if it's easier to other people and to go, but I only the people that I recognize and I know and I like are allowed in my club. That and that still goes on even now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even now. Yeah. Um yeah. I just I know. I so I got nothing to add other than that sucks. And it's Yeah, wrong. It, it, it does. <laughs> and and I think that you know, that could be where some of this whole Right. You know, negativity about this comes from. And one would hope, one would think that, you know, at, at this point in time in where we're at, that that would not exist as much anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, that I mean, I, I wish it could be perfect, you know, to say that everybody who comes into King, you know, there's no no judgment of what you like or what someone right. else likes. And, you know, you're you, asking you, people not you can to people. Be, you you can be who you want to be without right it's how it should you know. be sure sure yeah so you know um it, so i i think p- probably there's a, a bit of that stigma that plays into that mhm mhm so you know i don't know i people people <laughs> uh, i wish you were wearing your other shirt today you're being grumpy now i know that would have worked yeah yeah you know, there's as many types of people there are. That is how many ways mm-hmm. there are to be dom, sub, top, bottom. Yeah. And then to rem- remember that we can all move fluidly or not right. between different roles and designations based on the situation we're in, the person across from us, the activity we're doing, our particular our personal mood mm-hmm. and preferences. And so, you know, there are times it's, it's funny I remember when I was first, first, now almost a decade ago, learning about the difference between Dom and Top, and it was somehow my brain decided that those were two completely separate things, mm-hmm. and they can be. Yeah. And then, you know, I watched you as a dominant, sometimes Top, where you were not in charge of that person, you were the one per, being the one giving the, the sensation or doing the mm-hmm. activity where you didn't receive it, you dealt it. I'm thinking of impact play because that's the easiest one to kind of right. come into. Um, where you know, and we talk about me being very submissive in a relationship. Like I yeah. don't, I don't, no, 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 can't do a relationship where that's not part of it. Um, but definitely being able to provide sensation for somebody mm-hmm. else, like of course yeah. I can do that. Um, so yes, it makes complete and and I am not a switch you are not a switch because you can bottom switches can have both dom and submissive energy they can have top and but like however a switch decides to define that for themselves that is for them please don't ask us about switching go listen to Ra Ra's podcast (laughs) uh the pink king podcast because they are switches and can talk about that more but it I feel like it should not come as a surprise to anybody who's spent any amount of time talking to actual people who are navigating a BDSM world and life in some way that we can all 
be there are different sides to mm-hmm. us and we might have different language for those things we might not right. some people will, of course reject all labels i get that um service top to me is is so interesting because there are so many ways people define it so many ways for some people it's about an act or activity some people it's about not being in a relationship for some people it's you know it's for some people it's the oh you're submissive but you're topping so Mm -hmm. this is a term for other people it's for pro doms and maybe other sex workers who are providing that service and i was going to say princess rara brought it up in 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 the chat that you know as a her ex as a as a dom who has several subs provides services as a service top sure you know so and i i don't know why i never thought of it that way or or made that connection it's only because i've heard i guess because i've only heard the the term service top used in the connotation you know of a submissive topping topping their dom right right yes right and it's funny because that was not the first i don't think that was actually the first way i heard that term used it was just the first one that clicked for me yeah um so i think that anybody who's like but i need to know exactly definitively what a service top is good luck to you yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it gets to mean mm-hmm. whatever you need it to mean in a way that is right for the situation you're in and then we have the addition of but if somebody else defines it differently than you that is okay that does yeah. not invalidate how you have defined it for yourself correct correct <laughs> I, I think it's going to be uh, one of those terms that has multiple meanings. Sure. And um, it, it's not a matter of one being right or one being wrong. I, I think it's a encompassing mm-hmm. term mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes you go to Webster's Dictionary and you look up a word and, and it's got multiple meanings and and i i think you know it, it especially in in this world in in this lifestyle i i think that's going to be the case with most things sure things are not a you know a definitive cut and dry that's this and that is this is that and and so on and so on i i i think things you're going to find have and encompass many things right we all contain multitudes right and everything's nuanced yeah mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like the fact that I can see the concept of service top from multiple different directions mm-hmm. and they all make sense. And right. I'm like, yeah, I totally get that. Um, I can see where it would cause confusion for people. It's, mm-hmm. I understand. Um, well, I, I think there, you know, that's one of the things then too that, you know, let's face it. Um, I'm going to use the C word, folks, communication. Sure. You know, you, you come to me and say, well, you know, I, I'm defined as a service top. Right. Then I'm, okay. I need to be able to explain what the hell and, I mean by that. And, you know, oh, okay. And I, I just kind of walk away and I conjure up in my mind what that means. Sure. You know, in, instead of saying, okay, what does being a service top mean to you? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then from that point, mm-hmm. you now have a jumping off point of a conversation and either a way to find common ground and commonality or there's another word I can't think of it, but the, the give and take maybe of a potential exchange of power yeah. um, mm-hmm. or just an understanding of, oh, that's how another person does it. The other thing I would say is 
I, I go back to that one Reddit, I think it was a Reddit post where the person who's submissive was very unhappy or concerned, if I'm remembering the details correctly, that their partner was topping them. They they knew they were submissive. Mm-hmm. They wanted their partner to be a dominant, but their partner did not seem to like have dom energy, have dom desires, right. was not in it, but was willing to, I think, spank them. It was impact play, I think. And they were disappointed in the response of, well, I'm happy to do it because it's what you want and it makes you happy. And some of this is now reading between the lines and a, a hazy memory of sort of wanting it to be more for the other person than that. I think that's where the disconnect and the lack of communication are going to be a problem because if it, I understand want a, a person wanting their partner to get something air quote this, cause this is very subjective mm-hmm. deeper or air quote, quote, more meaningful out of an interaction, something on the level that they are getting from it. Um, in terms of a power exchange relationship, that's where some of that exchange comes from. It's more of an energy exchange. Sometimes when I am submitting and or bottoming in an activity, it is on some levels more satisfying to know that you are reveling in your dominance and your topping at the same time. And that mm-hmm. is a valid want, need, or desire. Yeah. But I also can't help but wonder what it means or says or you know, the connotations of somehow being dissatisfied that a partner is just happy to do the thing you wanted and happy that you are happy. Like, is that something that we've internalized that somehow our happiness is not enough? Is that something that kinksters sometimes internalize of all um, kinky encounters from a power exchange perspective, right? Have to somehow always be deep and meaningful, like, which I don't think is true. It does not, it won't always. The reality of a long-term power exchange relationship is sometimes we're just in here to get it done. And it can (laughs) be both the dishes and the spanking we scheduled two weeks ago, okay? (laughs) Every moment that we are exchanging the power of who's the dom, who's the sub, who's in charge, who's who isn't, mm-hmm. does not have to be filled with deeper, hidden, you know, emotional connection meaning. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's just, let's get shit done because we've got other shit to do. Right. Um, and I wonder if that's goes back to, in some cases, and I'm thinking of that particular Reddit question, where it's a little bit of being a little bit more attached to the fantasy of what we tend to think power exchange will be versus Mm -hmm. the reality. Because sometimes I'm just happy you've smacked my ass because you knew it would make me happy. I don't need it to be a dissertation on the meaning of dominance and topping to John (laughs) Brownstone. I needed a swat on the ass because it feels good. And he was tired, but he gave it to me anyway. That's just as valid as, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the scene we had this morning. Right. So, and in that case, I, let's make that argument. Not that you do it often because I, the part of, part of our power exchange is, I let you know what I want, but then I wait for you to, you know, right. Jesus take the wheel until I have to go, Jesus take the wheel, I need a spanking. <laughs> That's how today ended up happening. But I also know that there have been times when you weren't 
it wasn't that you weren't into it. You weren't violating your own boundaries, but like you would not have planned a spanking scene. You just mm-hmm. wanted to lay down in bed and go to sleep. Right. And you gave me 10 minutes of a quick, satis- decent spanking. Mm-hmm. Not because you wanted it, but because you knew I wanted you it. You needed it, yeah. You were the service top. You were also still my mm-hmm. dominant. You decided when it stopped, when it started. You decided all the things you always decide. But you did that thing for me, not because it was fulfilling mm. to you, not because you got your kinks off on it, but because you knew I wanted it. Right. That hi, that's called relationshiping. Like sometimes you just do shit because the other person would really like it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't violate your own boundaries. If we need to call it something, in that case, fine, we can call it service topping. If you but like, it my, doesn't have if you to be. like my service, please leave a review. I, five stars always. <laughs> Except for when you use my ass like bongo set of bongo drums and then you miss a beat. So I'm just saying. Well, then know. I knocked off half a star for that, but it's fine. Okay, okay. <laughs> so in in kink relationships where a partner is very clearly a dominant, like there's no question, there's no, uh-oh, how do I get? No, no, no. We know who John Brownstone is. Uh, he can also service top because sometimes it's not about what he needs or wants. And that needs to be okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, that goes back to, again, a common fantasy slash myth mm-hmm. of power exchange. That power exchange, well, DS in this sense, is always all about what a dominant wants. Right. And only sometimes maybe about what a submissive wants. And that's mm-hmm. just, n- no. It, it's no. about a full give and take. Right. And sometimes you're going to give more than you receive. And sometimes mm-hmm. you get to receive a little bit more than you have right. to give. That's the, the fluctuations of relationships. Yes. When you're constantly giving and never receiving, that's a problem. And that's an either right. side of the slash kind of deal. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. So I don't think the concept of service tops is very uh, difficult to understand. I think it's got a lot of, rela- oh, not relationships. <laughs> What's the word? Nuance? Me- no. Oh, okay. Meaning. Definitions. Oh, def- yeah. It was a multisyllabic word. It just I didn't even start it with the with the correct word letter. I don't know what's wrong with me. I do know what's wrong with me, but we're gonna blame JB for that. Um, and I think it can. It's a useful term that can be used in a lot of different ways. I think you can like every other BDSM term out there. Kind of don't twist yourself to fit it. Make the term fit you. Um, but if you go around proclaiming yourself a service top, please understand it enough to be able to explain it to somebody else. And when somebody says to you that they are a service yeah. top, either in a situation or in general or however, do not think you know what that means. Take a breath. Go, what does that, how do you define that? How does that mm-hmm. work for you? Right. Because uh, you're going to get a different uh, perspective and probably learn something mm-hmm. in the uh, mm-hmm. process. And mm-hmm. also, yes, you can be in long-term power exchange relationships. I don't care what side of the slash you are. And at some point be a service top as well. And it doesn't take away from your innate dominance, submissiveness, whoever you happen to be. Now, just on a, a, a quick light note, uh-huh. was brought up in the in the chat. If I were to break out the evil stick, would that knock off uh, another half a star? There'd be nothing to review because <laughs> I would safe word out in about two seconds. <laughs> I've decided that I will only allow other than demos. Yeah. we do sell evil sticks. Right, right. I will only allow myself to be hit with an evil stick when I'm being paid for it. And you know what I mean by that. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> so I think it's um, 
There's a lot of different people talking about service tops out there. Rara, have yeah. y'all? I'm asking to the live chat. Poor podcast listeners are like, where is Rara? Sorry, yeah. not in your headphones. Rara has. Uh, your po- have you done that topic yet on your podcast? If so, let us know in the live chat. I, if so, I will link that episode in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Evie's talked about it before. Other yeah. places talk about it. Um, if it's a if it's a concept that speaks to you on some level, do a deep dive and then reject everything that you go, no, that doesn't fit, that doesn't fit. And then just keep yeah. the definition for and, yourself. And it doesn't mean that if, if – a definition is different than you view it, it doesn't right. mean that it's necessarily wrong. No, it's, it's not just, wrong. It just I mean, it doesn't fit with the way you define it. Right. Right. But so. it's also good to know how other people define it because it opens up your perspective a little bit. Right. So I don't want to talk in circles around this anymore because I feel like we've that. Service tops, yay! Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's it's there's no one thing to say about it no. other than totally valid. Means lots of things. You know, Tashu, I would the Friday night hangout be considered a, a demo? Um, I would consider that, yeah. Unless it, uh, we're trying to sell evil sticks, it's not a demo. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. And Rara says that there is an episode coming in a few weeks mm-hmm. on service topping at the Pink Kink podcast. So if you're not uh, listening to that podcast already, you should go yeah. subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm done talking about this because now we're just talking in circles and saying right. the same thing five different times. Okay, so are we good? I don't know. As good as we can be. As good as we'll ever be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky y'all. y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Yeah, talk to the crickets, please. You've been talking for the better part of almost an hour now. How is this different from every other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Okay. I felt buzzing. It's not a school calling about a child, so. There you go. Um, May I? Go ahead. Okay, so, hi. Bonus section time. Uh, A little kink content for this one. Yeah. Uh... After we dropped the youngest off for first day of school, I don't even believe in a higher power, but praise Jesus. Um, (laughs) uh, It's my southern roots coming out. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. We get our coffee, Mm -hmm. which we've been slurping on this whole episode. Come home. And for the first time in a very, 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 very long time yeah it has been a while that we've actually y'all the conversation we had to plan that there would definitely be a spanking scene today which is when my butt got used like a bongo drums and at least one picture of my very red ass was taken um i did not make my um air my grievances in a submissive tone (laughs) no she didn't I did it like it was well deserved. a woman at the end of her goddamn rope. I went, um, I understand that it's been away, but I'm really tired of every year. There's another reason. And then every week and every month and I'm over it and we need to figure something out. And I did. And you did. And actually we have another date planned for this. We week. do. I also get to live my best, um, I don't know, uh, fantasy bookstagram life because we're going to like peruse bookstore Correct. on Friday too. 
We're not working at all on Friday. No. Kicking the kid off at school. Going to do like a brunch, maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. Go through some some little bit of like bookstore browsing. Will I buy books? I don't know, right. but I will browse them all. I will carry them all around. I'll get them sweaty. I'll put some of them back. Maybe I'll leave with some. So and l- there will be another scene. Let, let's put it this way. I I even put together a a small playlist of music. You did. I need that morning. playlist to grow. Uh, oh, it, it's it's definitely a, a living li- thing. Need, it needs to be a living thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, for what we had time for, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I put together a, a I started a playtime playlist mm-hmm. <laughs> on mm-hmm. my Spotify account. It's actually a really good mix of the music I love to listen to mm-hmm. and that you like you love to listen to lots of music. But like oh, yeah. this for scening, I need <laughs> for whatever reason, <laughs> I need to be the music that's playing while my ass is being beat. I need that music to sound angry, driving, thumping, throbbing, yeah. anger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yours is driving, thumping, throbbing, but it's not anger. <laughs> what was I? I heard the the um, musicians. It was a violin. Cello. This is the two. Um, no, who was it? No. Was it Lindsey Sterling? Um, no. Okay. Who was um, it? The first song was from the Bond Quartet. Bond. Okay. 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 Um, it was Victory, the Mike Batty version. Okay. Um, uh, it's a very upbeat. I think it'd be what you considered a salsa. Oh, I don't or, know. Or, I was having yeah. my, my ass cheeks jiggle with the impact <laughs> of the paddle over to the time. Not the beat, but the the whatever percussion was going on or sometimes the strings. It was like he was reading sheet da, music. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> and I, in the moment I realized what you were doing, I went, okay, this one is for you. Because I want you to be like a goddamn metronome. I want it steady. Because I want to meditate to it. Even when it hurts like a motherfucker, I want it to zone out and know kind of what's coming. I think that just soothes my anxious brain. But you want to be in your own kinky rock concert and have nothing but back-to-back drum solos. Is that accurate? I think that's accurate. I, I'm I'm not denying it. And I was just so happy to be naked and underneath a paddle. I was like, I'll take it. I'll take it. And then, like, song every single song I heard was one I definitely either recognized or knew that mm-hmm. I loved. And I did have yeah. this thought of, does it mean anything that the music I prefer for this is really angry? <laughs> Right, like real, like pissed off. Yeah, and and Tayshu, yes, uh, Lindsay Sterling is a good choice, and there will definitely be some of her her music added to that playlist. But um, let's see, there was there was the Bond Quartet, mm-hmm. followed by Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. um, followed by Lincoln Park, mm-hmm. which was then followed by Godsmack. Oh God! And we were in, we were in our post impact play. It was aftercare, but it was it was really relaxed. It was just a quick cuddle on the yeah. bed while I just like breathed. Mm-hmm. And Godsmack was playing, and I went, "Oh God, yeah, this is perfect. This is <laughs> this is this is this is perfect. I'm here for this." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, I was very. I 
I was not as relaxed as I would have been with a meditative impact scene, but I True. was very relaxed. And you were just, his eyes were like lit up and shining and bright. Mm-hmm. And all of the, the stress crinkles in his forehead were smoothed out. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, Shat- Shatter Me, Christina, was one of the first songs by Lindsay Sterling. By Lindsay Sterling that, that I had heard. Um, and that was kind of when she was a a early YouTube mm, sensation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, no, it, it was it was a lot of fun this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very and, needed. Oh yeah. I very I'm, I'm on both sides. Um, it, it it was enjoyable, mm-hmm. very very much so enjoyable. Yeah, and it was not negotiated in I think the way that many people kind of imagine seeing negotiations to go on in their no. head. It was it was a plaintiff wail of a demand that I didn't care what we did or how we did it or who did it, but if something did not strike my ass repeatedly <laughs> for at least fifty to twenty minutes, there was going to be a mutiny on mm-hmm. this ship. I didn't know what that would look like. Yeah. I didn't care how the scene happened. It was, we we were sitting, we were we snuck out and got. I don't eat ice cream, but we got I air quote yeah. we got ice cream without the kids. We're sitting in a park at eight thirty at night. The sun has set. It's getting darker and darker. We turned off the headlights because we didn't want to blind anybody else who was also parked in the park. There were mm-hmm. lots of people parked at the park, and we're talking about multiple things. Right. And we came around to this and. You know, you and I both are proponents for the um, being in a vehicle, having deep conversations because you're each looking straight ahead. You're not usually looking at parallel conversations. Parallel conversations easier to do in a vehicle. Right. Um, Don't have to be driving to do Mm -hmm. it. We have gone to many a park in this area to have serious conversations. Right. Um, And I was like, I'm glad you're living your best life over there. However. Yeah. I don't want to feel slighted anymore, and this is bothering me. Well, it was not a, let me look deeply into my daddy's eyes and go, Daddy, darling, when you get a chance, could you possibly beat my ass? I, no, I was like, give it to me. Well, I, I think it was one of those things, it was a realization on both our parts. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, we We kind of both came to the same realization around the same time. Through I just the same means, you said just, it angrily first. You, you, yeah, 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 yeah. So, because you know, it's one of those things where I can easily tell every submissive out there. Look, when you start feeling that something's not quite, or hey, when you know there's a thing you want, mm-hmm. figure out within your relationship how to talk about it, you know, figure out how you're going to get it, if you can have it, whatever, whatever. I do not always take my own advice. I wait until I'm ready to explode. Now, exploding for me in our dynamic can look very different depending on what's happening. When it's something where in my mind, heart, soul, body, he is in charge of, I will go a very long time without saying anything. I will, I'm just like, okay. Cause I can understand the delays. I understand the reasoning for why something couldn't happen away. I'm almost too understanding at times. I think that's a good trait to have, but sometimes it'll bite you in the ass. And 
we were having a business discussion about a yeah. thing that we were thinking of, and we still haven't decided, of potentially doing, um, <laughs> where I would willingly be hit by things like evil sticks. Jesus. Um, <laughs> and I finally went, part of the reason I even have this idea is because I feel like it's the only way I'm going to get this other need met. And then that got into a deeper conversation, not about resentment over things that you do that I don't, because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel that way. If I, if I can feel resentment creeping in, I'll speak up and I'll, uh, that I'm very familiar with that feeling, but sort of a way you can make the time and effort over there, but not here at home mm-hmm. he, with me. And I want to be the kind of submissive that brings things up to my dominant in a gentle, sweet, loving, (laughs) service-oriented way, but that's not who I am or how I'm built. And part of it's because I will, I can rationalize why things aren't happening for so long. But by the time I kind of finally hit a point of, I don't care what the rational reason is, this needs to be figured out. Right. I don't. I wasn't yelling. No, you weren't. I wasn't rude. No, I, was I mean we very straight. We, we have very, we have one very <laughs> fundamental rule in our dynamic, and and that is one thing that has stood since the very beginning till now, and will be expected to continue. Um, I told her very early on, she can tell me anything. Mm-hmm. She can talk to me about anything as long as it is done with respect mm-hmm. the plaintiff wail in the car of i just want to get my ass beat what do i have to do <laughs> might have had something to do with it too. Right, right. i mean it was it yeah i mm. i spent an entire whole ass relationship going i understand why my needs aren't being met uh, I can rationalize this. This makes sense. Mm-hmm. And just tamping it down. And yeah. that relationship imploded for a plethora of reasons. Yeah. And uh, needed to. It was not a good fit. And, and But I, I will not let that happen here. Right. And, so. and I'm not going to lie. It was primarily a, a, a good part of my fault. Because over the past year, I just let things, the, the way our life it's gone the past year with everything. Because it's very easy to tell yourself that you have time for pleasure later. You have to focus on the really important thing in front of you. And yeah. sometimes you do. Sometimes in that specific moment, you have mm-hmm. to deal with the, you have to put the fire out in front of you. Right. The problem is, is if you never make space, make the time, don't find it, make it for things that feel good and fill your own fucking well again. Right. Then it becomes harder to mm-hmm. put out the other fires going on around you. Right, right. I mean, it's not, it's sort of that cliche kind of makes me cringe self-care thing, but also it's, this is a thing that makes us feel good individually and together. And when we can have moments where we are reminded that we can feel good individually and together, it becomes a lot fucking easier yeah. to deal with the shit that life was going to keep throwing at us. And if we, Put, keep sacrificing our own pleasure and happiness. Right. We only make it that mm-hmm. much worse for ourselves, and then we potentially start drifting apart in ways that are don't. It doesn't have to be that way. Correct. This is a point Correct. of connection that's not about raising a kid, solving a problem, paying a bill, 
whatever, whatever. This mm-hmm. is a point of connection that is and, stress relief and pleasure all wrapped up into one. And and I know a lot of you out there are probably saying, well, you know, I don't understand how that can be. Y'all work from home. You're together all the time. And, and it should just happen. <laughs> Therein lies the problem. Right. We are together all the time. We work from home. And you know what? Between the two of us, we can always find something that needs doing around here. Or by the time we <laughs> sit still, we're so exhausted, we just collapse. Right. We just... So, you know, it, it it is something that, you know, from here on out, um, definitely going to have to consciously keep in the forefront and, and continue. And, and a couple of people asked, you know, what, how, how is it that we escape for ice cream together um, without the kids? There is a magic word. There is a magic word that the most kids will, will turn them off and make them go, ooh, I want to go with you. Errands. We're running errands. We're running errands. Every once in a while, we are bluntly honest and go, we are having our own date night, and this is part of our date night. And they actually yeah. are very respectful of that. They go, okay, have a good time. I think they imagine that we're probably going to be like super nice to one another and tell each other we love each other, and they really don't want to <laughs> have to witness that. Either. Um, which I joke, they're very loving, open kids in that way, but they still mm-hmm. don't want to be reminded that we are whole ass grown ups who, you know, do whole but ass yeah, grown that, stuff. That, that, that yeah, one single word, the, errands is magical to them mm-hmm. not wanting to tag along mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that implies they're going to have to carry bags they're going to have to go into We're stores go from place to place to yeah. place yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes what it is is we um we might have an actual errand and sometimes we don't we'll go one place and then we'll go yeah. get whatever mm-hmm. and hide out wherever and do whatever and then we yeah. hide the evidence before we walk back in the front door <laughs> uh, by throwing away our trash in the outside trash can right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. but yeah so um pretty brief scene mm-hmm. really good you use a paddle where you can like louisville slugger it and i oh, yeah. mostly can take it mm-hmm. so um played the music nice and loud nobody was around nope. um, timed that just right because about that 20 minutes perfectly. after we finished the oldest came in because he has gaps in his schedule right now so he's not he comes home in the middle of the day and then leaves again i just heard him leave right now um so yeah and it was like i didn't make a lot of noise but the smacks were very Very loud loud, very very loud and then it was afterwards that you remembered that you have two of that particular type of paddle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that yes you actually could play a drum solo. i could do a drum solo paddle in each hand we had to (laughs) we had to um change positions in mid-scene because i was bent over the bed and when you were on one side, you got a good angle on one cheek mm-hmm. and a bad angle on mm-hmm. the other. And then you would switch sides. And finally, you were like, get your ass up on the bed. Okay. Um, and then I just laid there and, like, slipped my head into the pillow. You and I was did. like, okay. You did. Um, so, yeah, it was good. I'm already looking forward mm-hmm. to Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easy yeah. to get into a rut in any yeah. relationship. Even, you know, I, I, I get the surprise that newer kinksters or newer power exchange relationships will have a what do you mean it's not always hot and heavy all the time it's like it it really isn't <laughs> no <laughs> it really no. isn't um, I, we have I, to make it yeah be that i mean way it's sometimes. you know uh, it it's one of those things because you know we do consider ourselves 24 7 mm-hmm. in our relationship 
And a big part of that is because of our DS rules and protocols that are always a part of our relationship, regardless of, um, you know, the, the sadism and masochism aside, which is another, technically another aspect of it. Sure. So, you know, in, in essence, the DS is always a part of our lives. Of course. You know, so it's, it's the other fun stuff yeah. that the actual always, fuckery that yeah. gets pushed aside pushed to the side so yeah there was fuckery there yep. was no you know and i think that's another thing that i know here y'all have been around long enough that many of you are experienced kinksters it does not surprise you but for anybody who happens to be new hi um our fuckery is not all sex our sex is not no. all fuckery um there was no sex in this one it was pure impact play which is perfect 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 um i don't think our sex is ever vanilla but our sex is not always kinky either Mm -hmm. but our fuckery is not always sex related i was kind of turned on after because i like i get turned on by certain levels of pain and impact Mm -hmm. like my body physically responds that my mind might be off but the body's like oh we're preparing uh, we're preparing <laughs> incoming um no no uh but like i wasn't for me that wasn't even a sexual moment it was mm-hmm. definitely an intimate moment i don't oh, think yeah. there's any question there but like and I, sometimes i feel like it's good to like remind folks who might not understand mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. either for themselves or just in general that other people don't like yeah. i wasn't even feeling like sexy i was like i could feel my butt jiggle and i was like ah, i bet that's a I bet that looks cool I bet that, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. yeah put sound effect to that jiggle right um <laughs> i was thinking oh i can't wait to see the picture of this red ass um but yeah you know? now for you was there an element of eroticism to it or was it just the release of the- there 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 was a little bit of eroticism mm-hmm. it was more the release of just giving you a good it's a release yeah yes yep yes yes so and so concludes uh, yeah. a bonus section about king crons right um what else we <laughs> got going on <laughs> the kids have gone back to school yes to yes school. yep um today today was the uh first day and it was wonderful it went for the youngest who is highly anxious mm-hmm. just had a doctor's appointment with um his psychiatrist yesterday and i was like uh if there's still a s- upset stomach on the way to school what do we do and so we've got a plan for that um he was not he still isn't he's not a fan of school because it makes him so anxious plus he gets bored plus he hasn't had a co- teacher he's really connected with in a few years i'm hoping that He's got seven op- seven or eight teachers to potentially connect with this year. I hope <laughs> one of them is somebody he's excited to right, go, like, right. be in class with. Um, so he was nervous, but he, he... I feel weird saying this because I, I hope folks who know us understand my meaning. He handled it very well. What yeah. I mean by that was not that he acted like he wasn't anxious or or hid his emotions but like he expressed his emotions and still kind of did the damn thing right yeah. like he's still holding on to that stainless steel bowl from the end of last school year in the back seat of the car this morning 
But also we pulled up to the line and he went, okay, I guess I got to go do this. Put his backpack on, got out of the car and said, okay, I'll see you later. And I'm, I'm going, I love you, baby. Have a good day. You're going to be great. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he's out the door. In previous years, before diagnosis, before medication, before just getting a little bit older and maturing a little bit, you know, it was a fight. It was a fight, fight, fight. Um, and so it was, this was the first year, God, first year of his, in a couple of years of his school life where I have not cried, dropping him off, thinking I have like just harmed my <laughs> child. I had one year where I didn't cry because it was the first year we walked up to the front door of school and he let go of my hand before we even got to the door and I didn't have to walk him in. Right. Cause he'd been at that school for so many years at that point, he was extremely comfortable. Saw his best friend, did not need me. That was third <laughs> grade, okay? Yeah. That was the last year until this year going into seventh grade, there've been no tears from anybody, him or me dropping off her school so i don't know that's that's kind of nice um the oldest is a senior that's still freaking me out it will continue to freak me out until he's a freshman yeah. in college like i just i know this um he's going through a breakup which sucks i think last week it was during the patreon q a that i read the message so some yeah. folks already know but yeah that yeah he's fine as fine he's, as you can he's be. handling it rather well he even said to me yesterday he goes mom i think i'm pretty resilient i went mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. you are you are i mean it it's it's funny you know kayla has has one relationship with the boys mine is a little different um yeah we have very different relationships with these children i she she kind of looks at especially with the oldest um she kind of gives us some looks sometimes he's leaving out the door this morning i told him not to let the door hit him in the ass on the way out their relationship consists of roasting one another <laughs> and and calling it a conversation <laughs> now i will say that that is a sign of some growth from you as well because he <laughs> so much like kids everywhere teenagers especially once they they learn about sarcasm and the elixir mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the 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 intoxication of saying a shocking thing they will absolutely take it too far um and there was a point early a few years ago where he would roast you but it nobody knew if he was really joking and we yeah. were pretty sure he wasn't and you and i had a lot of long conversations about how <laughs> yeah. that really upset you and blah, blah, blah and we had to work through that and, and so I've been operating from a place of, okay, JB does not want to be roasted. And so at some point in the past year or so, it's kind of, yeah, you had a shift and forgot to tell me. <laughs> and so they, they're just at the dinner table. Like, I mean, crucifying each other. <laughs> I'm like, is this love? I, I don't. I don't know if somebody said those words to me and called it joking, I would cry, but okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, experience. I think it's one of those things with him that I figured I could either let it keep bothering me mm -hmm. or I could embrace it and give as good as I get. Yeah. And y'all's love language with one another is, uh, F bombs and insults. It's, <laughs> Sitting at the dinner, it's very rare all four of us are at the dinner table anymore because he's so busy, yeah. job, school, social life, whatever, whatever. 
And when we're at the dinner table, sometimes I just look at his brother, who's not quite 13, and go, I'm so glad we could all sit down together and have yeah. dinner. <laughs> I mean, like, we, 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 we trade our barbs, but at, at the same time, I will still tell him I love him. Yes. You have something on your shirt. Oh. Yes. And, you know, as he's on his way out, you know, have a good day, be safe, yada, yeah. yada, you know, mm-hmm. but we, uh, yeah, we, we kind of have that. I'm glad you found your way. Yeah. I'm just glad you found your way. Um, in other news, Lola is sighing deeply from the love seat here in the office, wondering yeah. why nobody is coming to rub her tummy. It is <laughs> completely open and available for right. anybody who will love her. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Onyx and Ella are are crazy cats, and they are who they are, and we're going to love them anyway. Right. Um, well, the, the funny thing that, that's been happening with Onyx lately uh, you know, Onyx has always, to some degree, demanded my attention. Well, you're the cat whisperer. So. And, and it's, but it's normally always been, you know, if, if I'm off somewhere in the house and there's no one else or no other cat or a dog around. Um, Lola and I have an established routine uh, before breakfast when I feed them. Um, we have a thing. I rub her belly, and because she's got a whole eight hours without anybody to rub her belly, yeah, because we've yeah. been asleep. And and it's and then life. after that, you know, once I'm done rubbing the belly, then then she'll get up on and and she'll give kisses and you know I'll scratch her cheeks, and all that. Um. And now, while I am doing that with Lola. Onyx insists on getting her share of attention at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm I'm rubbing Lola's belly with one hand and scratching Onyx's back with the other now. <laughs> JB and his girls. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, later in the day he's gotta rub my butt, so you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a tough life. Um so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're doing good, and and this one, Kayla, me, <laughs> Kayla, yeah, I'm, um, she she has fallen in in love with the neighbor's cat. <gasps> they're outdoor. Well, one of they're both outdoor cats. One won't let me come near him, but one actually let me pick him up. Yeah. Unlike the girls who live in this pampered fucking house, <laughs> who won't let me pick them up. Mm-hmm. Well, Ella kind of will, but she's gonna be pissy about it. Uh, his name's Ezra. He's a gray cat with white socks. He's he's thin because he does spend most of his time outdoors, but he's huge. Like if he had if he ate his fill, this would be a chunky, he'd be bulked up, yeah, chunky boy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he kind of wanders between around the street, but between our neighbor's house, which is where he actually lives, and our driveway. He almost followed me inside one day. That was after I picked him up. He went, oh, okay, you're my mommy now. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. There's going to be a mutiny in my household if I let a strange cat come in. Um, by the other cats is what I mean, not yeah. by anybody else. Um, but, yeah, he's a sweet boy. He uh, He's very loving. Um, sometimes I can get him to come up to me. Sometimes I can't. It's mm. funny. Um, our neighbor, 
a few times ages ago had asked her were you know, was it a problem that the cat Ezra was coming over? Yeah. And JB was explaining to her, no, my wife loves him. He's great. Well, apparently the former owner of this house, which is our other neighbor, uh, didn't was not amused. No, that there might be a no. cat in her driveway. And so the, the neighbor who owns the cat and owns a lot of cats and has dogs and fosters and works at the... Um, animal shelter for the county, like she's an animal lover, oh, yeah. was very worried and was trying to keep her, the animals who get out or are out away. And we were like, no, 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 it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. As long as they're not trying to get in our house or like cause problems, we don't mind. Um, and so I give him as much love as I yeah. can. <laughs> and, and Eva, you're right. It, it, it was a uh, the, the shed cat and it turned out it wasn't a stray cat. That's Ezra from, from next, next door, door. Mm-hmm. who used to come over and, and he, he's he's still around. He's the escape. He must have been like a kitten or a very young cat at the time because he's a big boy. Yeah. He's got these big old feet. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, Lord, if you were a hunter mm-hmm. and roaming all day long and working off whatever you're eating, yep. you'd be a chunky boy. Yep. <laughs> so. <sighs> yeah, that's. Uh, that's kind of it. That's kind of it. Yeah. We're just doing our thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Waiting for the dog days of August to be over. Yeah, I, I just like the humidity to go down a little bit. Yeah. I feel like I could breathe yep. when I walk outside. Mm-hmm, That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, we're just working. We're doing stuff. Yeah. Same old, same old. blah mm-hmm. blah yada, yada. You know, yep. stuff. Um, so... Well, yeah. Okay, so in the live chat for podcast, okay. uh, Silent Wing Dash was this not the not sushi? Yes. Yes. Because we thought that we cat's, thought name, that was cat's name was sushi. Because but the niece of the neighbor used to swap, swap their collars, collar. and it's actually Ezra. Mm-hmm. And Ezra is still out. I don't know where sushi went. Maybe sushi is finally an indoor cat. Maybe yeah. sushi got adopted. I don't know. Um, Koi is the other one that comes around, but he's not quite as friendly. He's not quite as friendly. I've got him to he's come a beautiful up. beautiful cat, though. Yeah, I, I've got him to come up and, and yeah. let me pet him a few times. I've never. He's like, no thank yeah. you. Um, but he's um, an orange cat with super long hair and one of those super fluffy tails. Yeah, big floof. Big floof, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, I don't, I don't want to cat with that kind of hair in my mm-hmm. house but i would love i would love koi from a distance if he would let me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he's not he's not interested right. so okay we could talk about fur we, babies all we day could. but we probably we could um I, I need to refuel out it was a brief scene but it i, I need to eat i'm yeah, hungry i know i've only had coffee today mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so we're gonna go mm-hmm. uh thanks y'all for um being here mm-hmm. with us Mm-hmm. Glad that there could be some actual kink content in the bonus section Appreciate again. Appreciate each and every one of you joining us. Yes. Um, and we will be back next week. Yep. Uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.